Welcome back. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall. A new book celebrates the vibrant, diverse, and multi-pronged literary and artistic community here in Baltimore. The editors of this beautiful and engaging book are Kara Ober and Ed Berlin. Kara is the founder and publisher of Be More Art, a semi-annual print magazine and insightful website that covers all things arts in the Baltimore metro area. Ed Berlin is the former owner of the Ivy Bookshop and the author of a memoir called Adrift, a travelogue. Their new book pairs authors and visual artists. It's a fascinating and beautiful collection of essays and artworks. It's called City of Artists, Baltimore. Kara Ober and Ed Berlin join me here in Studio A. It's great to see you both. Thanks, Glad Tom. Glad to be here. So, Kara, what did you want to uh, accomplish and, and achieve with this beautiful book? <laughs> so, thanks thanks for the, the broad question. Um, the goal initially was to uh, take a look at all of the the incredibly successful writers that are based in Baltimore who primarily have a publishing house or an agent, a professional life elsewhere, and to consider, you know, what is it about this city that makes it a really um, vital and exciting and inspiring place to be a writer? And so Ed really had these relationships in place, uh, you know, through all of the great programs that he created at the Ivy. And then from there, we wanted to pair each story with a visual artist who shared an aesthetic uh, or an idea. And our goal was really to, to tell a story about Baltimore that was authentic and multifaceted um, that really highlights some of the most successful uh, artists that are based here today. Yeah, they're based here, Ed, but they're not necessarily, by no means are they limited. Their 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 reach is, is certainly Absolutely. not limited to uh, Baltimore. I mean, so many of them, Laura Lippmann and, and uh, Dee Watkins and uh, Rafael Alvarez have readership all over the country, uh, Madison Smart Bell. I mean, Scott Shane, a two-time Pulitzer winner at the New York Times, so these are people who have chosen to live in Baltimore, although they have options to move elsewhere. But the book describes what it feels like to be in Baltimore with a uh, uh, an eye towards the day-to-day, the pride in places, Kara has said, and, uh, and, and to couple that with amazing uh, graphic uh, and uh, visual art that uh, it's world-class. In fact, these are not Baltimore writers or Baltimore artists. These are writers and artists who live in Baltimore, but are really, they belong to the world. Yeah, and Kara, I mean, folks have long said that for a city our size, and it's shrinking, uh, it's been shrinking for the last 70 years, we're now under 600,000 people in the city, we have an outsized arts community. Um, and I think that's really true, and it, and it comes through uh, when you read this book, um, because the visual artists, the quality and the national, international reach that so many of those folks have, and the quality of folks like Laura Lippman, Sherry Booker, uh, Madison Bell, Lane Harlan is one of the writers. She's a, a, a restaurant entrepreneur. Uh, so we have people who write about arts uh, as, a, as their you know, main subject, and we have people who write about all sorts of other stuff. Um, how did you go about pairing the visual artists with the literary artists? So we we initially looked for a book that sort of modeled this kind of structure, and, and we actually didn't find one. So 
what we set out to do was was rather unusual, but it was really important to us. And I should say that Ed and I started out with the writers. Um, this was a project that started in 2020. So we, you know, we had all these Zoom meetings with different writers uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. And then once we had the writing and once we had it edited to a place where it sort of made sense collectively, um, we uh, included the larger Be More Art team. So uh, Raquel Castedo is our uh, designer in residence. So for her, it was really important that the structure of the book told stories in a way that equally prioritized the the text and the visuals. And then in terms of the pairings, uh, for those who have gotten this book, um, we used color as a visual way to sort of signify which artists and which uh, writers um, are connected. But some of the pairings are, are more abstract. Some of them are quite literal. Um, but it was important to us that the visual art did not illustrate the text and that the, the text was not specifically about the art or the artist, that, that both artists are sort e of equally. storytelling yeah. in ways that are, you know, that make sense together. Yeah, and so it's not as if the, the visuals, the, the art, is a depiction of what's in the essay. But, for example, Sherry Booker, who's on the faculty at Morgan State, uh, wrote an essay about her childhood going to church. Uh, and the importance of church and that dimension of her life. And then Gerald Gibbs, the uh, the painter, uh, there are scenes from churches uh, in Gerald Gibbs's paintings. Um, so they're related to church. So th it doesn't have to be an exact an it's exact not. relationship. It's it, 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 like everything else. We depend on the reader of the book to make those connections. You know, it's loosely connected, but the fun is for readers to see what was behind this pairing and as your question you know how does this fit a lot of the writing is about inheritance about the the baltimore they inherited and how they deal with that whether it's i83 or whether it's you know living in a in a a part of baltimore that doesn't get the investment that it should and part of it is about looking forward and taking that inheritance and bending it towards a better future for individuals and for the city as a whole. Did you give the writers any, uh, you know, constraints about what they could write about? Or did you say, we want you to write about something, anything <clears throat> off the top of your head? How did you do that? So we we did come up with a prompt to give the writers. And, and um we didn't want something that would be sort of a, an expository essay. We wanted a story. We wanted a personal story. But we asked them to center their story in a specific place. So where is a place in Baltimore where something important happened, where you had an experience that, um, that really shaped who you are as a writer? And um, what we expected, because these are, you know, really um, incredible and, uh, you know, smart and talented writers, you know, we just got a variety of responses. So we didn't, you know, nobody specifically answered our question. Um, but you have someone like Scott Shane writing about the Jones Falls and a, an experience where he was uh, at an event that got flooded. But then he, you know, takes you into the history of, you know, how did the falls come about? How did it begin? What is it? impact on Baltimore today. And what would it look like if the, the city and fathers and mothers decided to remove parts of I-83? What would, what would the impact be to mm -hmm. return that part of the city to its natural form? And that's what I mean by inheritance. What if? Baltimore is about a lot of what ifs. Yeah. 
<laughs> Lord, there's a million questions we can ask on, 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 along those lines. And Kara, the importance of place. I mean, you, you centered everybody in Baltimore. So all of these stories happen in Baltimore. Um, they don't happen some other place. But the, the, the influence of this place on these nationally known painters and, and photographers and, and, and writers, um, how, would you, how would you sum that up? So this is really, um, this is why Be More Art exists, the idea that Baltimore is a place unlike any other, and that, you know, when you go to a specific place, whether you're traveling, um, how do you experience, you know, what is really authentic? So much nowadays is is global, whether it's, um, you know, economy, restaurants, travel, but you know, what is it about this place? So for the visual artists in the book, their ideas are a reaction to place, but so are their materials. In many cases, the artists are uh, harvesting materials directly from the city, and then that becomes a part of the story that they're telling. And Ed Berlin, uh, you uh, grew up in Baltimore, or li lived here for a long time, and then went to New York, and were in finance for many years, years and we want to talk about right now and then you came back um, and you wrote a wonderful essay at the end of the book Kara writes the first essay in the book <clears throat> you write the final one uh, mm -hmm. about what it means to return and what you found and then you uh you purchased the ivy bookstore you and your wife ann right uh, made it thrive and now it's still thriving it's, with the person who bought it from you and uh, not only that it's Emma one Snyder. of a number of wonderful independent bookstores thriving in this city this city can support uh, bookstores of all shapes and sizes. That's another another part of the, the wonders of Baltimore. But in addition to the literary community uh, expanding exponentially over these the last many years, um, what did you find when you came back? Well, I found a city that uh, didn't believe in itself as much as it should. And I found that there was a lack of accountability but not in the arts world, not in the literary world, and that um, the artists, the painters, the photographers, um, they put Baltimore in a position of feeling proud of itself and uh, looking to the future and not always being stereotyped in a way that, uh, you know, uh, limited the future of the city or individuals. You no longer had to move to New York in order to be successful and have a successful career. And I think culture is a Kickstarter for economic growth. And we begin to see that. Uh, people coming out, going to restaurants, uh, participating in civic events. It, a lot of it starts with our culture heroes in this city. And this city has a lot of culture heroes. Yeah, and many of them are represented here in this book. I mean, John Waters, Joyce Scott, uh, you know, Schroeder Cherry. There are people who, are, you know, really, you know, made a huge splash on the visual arts scene. They're represented along with these great writers. I was particular. Well, I, I, I loved many of the essays, all the essays that I read. But um, uh, you, you ask Lane Harlan. We mentioned her before. She owns five restaurants, including Clavel over on Twenty Third Street and several other places. Um, what What inspired you to ask? Uh, a person who's not actually a writer professionally, but a, a restaurateur, uh, to, to be included as an essayist. So we had two uh, fantastic editors that worked with us. So one is Michael Anthony Farley, the other is Chelsea Lemonfetzer. And uh, when we were sort of 
figuring out what stories we had and what was missing. Uh, it was actually Michael's suggestion. He said, well, you know, Lane Harlan is actually a fantastic writer. Um, she can clearly uh, successfully tell stories that are uh, relevant, you know, locally and globally. She's in, uh, I think, the new Bon Appetit, like her her home and her cooking. But um, we, we just invited her to participate based on his recommendation. And I was shocked at the story that she created. I had no idea that her, you know, her family's immigration story sort of formed her ethics around hospitality. And it, it's a quite a personal uh, family history and then embedded in her desire to create these, you know, spaces for food and, and communion in Baltimore that are quite special. Yeah. And, and Ed, to your point, Lane writes about uh, the fact that she couldn't have established these five very successful restaurants in any other place other than Baltimore. Baltimore is is central to her success and to her capacity to, to live out her vision. And I think that you could see that and feel that and read that in many of the essays and in a lot of the art, that there is an essence of Baltimore that is uh, unique. And uh, these are people who are examples of Baltimore success that extends beyond the city limits. And uh, let me just say one other thing. Some people have referred to this as a coffee table book, and it is a coffee table book, but it's meant to be read. It's designed to be yeah. read. No, there is there's stuff to read and it's fun to read. Kara Ober and Ed Berlin, thank you so much and congratulations. This is a terrific, terrific edition. Appreciate Thanks, it. Tom. Thanks, Tom. All right. They are the editors of City of Artists, Baltimore, and we've got a link to more information on the midday page at WIPR.org. Kara Ober will be joined by some of the contributors to City of Artists at the Pratt Library on Cathedral Street tomorrow night. Scott Shane, Sherry Booker, Lane Harlan, Edward Doyle Gillespie. They'll talk about the book with Kara. That event begins at 7 o'clock in the Wheeler Auditorium. And that's it for us today. Coming up tomorrow, an orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Miho Tanaka of the Harvard Medical School, joins me to talk about staying injury-free when we're working out and exercising. Whether you're a runner, a biker, a baller, a dancer, or whatever you do to keep you moving, Dr. Tanaka will share advice about what you can do to keep moving and enjoy an active lifestyle. That's on the way tomorrow. Coming up now, it's here and now at the top of the hour. So stick around. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for being with us. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You're listening to Baltimore's NPR News Station, 881 WYPR.